Queen Elizabeth was the supreme governor of the Church of England, a title which reflects her Christian faith. This is part one of our collection of quotes from the Queen on her Christian faith. I have seen and remain very grateful to you all for your prayers and to God for his steadfast love. I have indeed seen his faithfulness. It is true that the world has had to confront moments of darkness this year, but the Gospel of John contains a verse of great hope, often read at Christmas carol services. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Despite being displaced and persecuted throughout his short life, Christ's unchanging message was not one of revenge or violence, but simply that we should love one another. My name's John Marshall, and I share the chairing of Love Stafford, the partnership between all the churches and faith groups in the area. In 2006, I had the privilege of playing a part in the church service at St Mary's to celebrate the 800th anniversary of Stafford's Charter. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip processed in and out of the church with us, and it may only have been a brief encounter, but we all felt we had met someone wanting the best for our town. No wonder a number of local churches have opened their doors for private prayer during this time of national mourning, and some have opened books of remembrance. It's not my speculation that her humility and commitment grows out of her Christian faith. In just August this year, she said as much, and I quote, Throughout my life, the message and teaching of Christ have been my guide, and in them I find hope. Her faith really worked. And as churches, we're grateful to God for her service, her perception, and her faith. The churches are also committed to praying for King Charles and all his family as they grieve. May Queen Elizabeth now rest in peace as she rises in glory. Queen Elizabeth was the Supreme Governor of the Church of England. This is part two of our collection of quotes from the Queen on her Christian faith. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hand in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. Good morning. As we grieve the death of our Sovereign Lady Queen Elizabeth, the Castle Church family would like to offer their sincere condolences to the royal family. Though she was herself a queen, Her Majesty always knew that she had a king in Jesus, and that he loved her, died for her, had forgiven her, and had now called her to live a life of loving service in response. She may have been a queen, but she saw herself first and foremost as a subject of the King of Kings. In one of her Christmas speeches, she said these words, Billions of people follow Christ's teaching, 
and find in him the guiding light for their lives. I am one of them. In 2012, her Platinum Jubilee, she reminded us of that fact in her Christmas speech. She quoted the Bible, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, the fact that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. She stressed that Jesus came both to save and as an example to us. It will be fair to say that she followed that example of Jesus. In our world today, when duty's fallen out of fashion and being true to yourself has become the mantra for our generation, she marched resolutely to a different beat. Hers was a life of service, not of ego, position or power. Her Majesty met millions of people. But in all the footage that we'll watch on loop over the coming days, notice she always gave her attention to the person in front of her. She never seemed in a hurry to move past them. Didn't seem to matter to her whether the person she was speaking to was a president or someone waving a Union Jack on a street that she was passing. She could have simply enjoyed the wealth and status her position gave her. Instead, she showed us a life of dutiful service in the interest of others, one that treats each person with dignity, regardless of status. In that way, she gave us a glimpse of the one who left the riches of heaven and made himself nothing, being born in the form of a servant and giving all that he had to serve his people. In this country and throughout the Commonwealth, no one under the age of 70 has known another monarch. The nature of this world is ever-changing and often uncertain, but she was a fixed point. The Queen was always part of our lives, rarely front and centre in our consciousness, but always there. Until now. That's why, though she was 96, her death feels like a shock. We knew she would die one day, and yet maybe part of us felt that she never would. Something in us craves the constancy, the security of something that doesn't change of a rock that you can put your foot on and know it will never move. Well, the Queen couldn't be unchanging forever, but her feet were on a different rock, the rock which the psalmist says is higher than I. Maybe one of the Queen's more unlikely friendships was with the Baptist evangelist Billy Graham. By background, culture, class and calling, they couldn't have been more different yet they each enjoyed each other's company. And despite the raised eyebrows of some in the Church of England, when Billy came to the UK for his crusades, the Queen would always invite him to visit her, to preach to her and to stay for lunch to discuss the Bible passage he'd preached on. In his autobiography, Billy Graham told the story of one such lunch, at which he told her he'd not been sure which passage to choose, and he toyed with but then decided against preaching from the healing of the man by the pool at Bethesda in John 5. In his autobiography, Billy wrote this. Her eyes sparkled, and she just bubbled over with enthusiasm, and she said, Oh, I wish you had. That's my favourite story. Again, it's hard to imagine two more different people. In John 5, we see a cripple for 38 years with no one to help him and a queen for decades with scores of servants. But he needed to hear Jesus' words of healing and salvation, and so did she. 
people in these last months of her earthly life. The Queen had suffered with her own mobility problems, but not today, not now. Because if we have a living faith in the Lord Jesus, then the Queen is also our sister in Christ, and we will see her again, standing on steady legs before the throne of the King that she knew, loved, worshipped and served. Thank you, Your Majesty, for your years of service. Thank you, Your Majesty, for reminding us that there is a greater ruler. Thank you, Your Majesty, for the ways you showed us Jesus. Queen Elizabeth was the Supreme Governor of the Church of England. This is part three of our collection of quotes from the Queen on her Christian faith. This is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. He restored love and service to the centre of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. It is my prayer this Christmas day that his example and teaching will continue to bring people together to give the best of themselves in service of others. The carol in the bleak midwinter ends by asking a question of all of us who know the Christmas story of how God gave himself to us in humble service. What can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man I would do my part. The carol gives the answer. Yet what can I give? Give him my heart. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. It is my prayer that on this Christmas day we might all find room in our lives for the message of the angels and for the love of God through Christ our Lord. Hi, my name's Dave Lawrence and I'm the Minister of Harvest Community Church here in Stafford, North End. And I've been asked to share my feelings and my thoughts regarding the passing of our late Queen. I have to be honest and say that I am truly deeply saddened by her passing. I believe she leaves a void, actually. And there are lots of things you can say, lots of reasons in which you can say why there will be a void, why, you know, the qualities of this lady and so forth. But there's three that really come to mind. One is that she led by example. I, I just find that incredibly challenging. <laughs> we, we all knew that she was ill. We all knew that she was deteriorating in her health. And yet, two days before her passing, she met with the new Prime Minister and invited her to set up a, a government for the United, the United Kingdom. And she could have, I'm not sure what I would have done, but I, I, I maybe would have come up with an excuse as to why not to do it. <laughs> but she was a woman who was who felt the sense of duty, who really felt the sense of commitment. 
And like I said, she could have come up with a legitimate excuse, a legitimate reason. In fact, she could have come up with legitimate reasons as to why to cancel that meeting. She could have offered to give her to send a letter or to maybe get um, uh, Prince Charles to step in and and to invite the new uh, prime minister to form the next government. But she felt it was her duty. I wonder how many times that we have bailed out of various commitments because we just didn't fancy it. She was a woman who led by example. And that's why I think she's so greatly respected. Because oftentimes we see of people, we see people who who kind of have the gift of the gab, but somehow or another their life doesn't always match up with what they say. The other thing that I I really admire is her sense of humour. We could all remember the Olympic Games, can't we? Where she meets with uh, James Bond and she (laughs) jumps out an airplane. It wasn't just a a little smile, it was a belly laugh. Do you remember the the little video clip of her and Prince Harry when they were challenged by President Barack Obama and his uh, wife, uh, Michelle Obama, regarding the Invictus Games? And her response was, oh, really? With that great big cheeky smile. It was one of those things, it just kind of gave you a new or a different perspective regarding who this woman was. And she was a woman who didn't take herself seriously. I find that incredibly reassuring and refreshing. But lastly, for me, the the thing that really kind of stands out is the fact that she was a woman of faith. She's declared that on more than one occasion, that her faith underpins her life. Do you know, as... uh, I remember listening to various politicians in the past and and people connected to royalty, and they will often say that words matter. They don't just say words just for the sake of it. They are very careful to say the right words so as to project a certain image. What's very interesting here is that not one person said of the Queen that she was a churchgoer. It's very interesting how they described her. They used the phrase... She was a worshipper. That's really not a common, in some ways, expression. People will often use the words churchgoer or Bible basher or whatever. But they they chose the word worship. And I just find that, again, encouraging, refreshing. It wasn't just something that she said, you know, I'm a believer. Her actions, her life demonstrated that she was a believer. I will miss her. I will miss the example that she gave. My prayer is with Prince Charles and his family at this time of grieving. I just pray that God's hand to be upon them, that he will guide them and that God will give them incredible wisdom. And I pray that God will use them to be a unifying figure in the same way that Queen Elizabeth the second was. She will be greatly missed. And I thank God for the example that she set. Thanks for the opportunity just to share some of my thoughts and my feelings. May God bless you. Take care. Queen Elizabeth was the Supreme Governor of the Church of England. This is part four of our collection of quotes from the Queen on her Christian faith. One of the things that has not changed all that much for me is the celebration of Christmas. 
it remains a time when I try to put aside the anxieties of the moment and remember that Christ was born to bring peace and tolerance to a troubled world. For me, as a Christian, one of the most important of these teachings is contained in the parable of the Good Samaritan when Jesus answers the question, Who is my neighbour? It is a timeless story of a victim of a muggin who was ignored by his own countrymen but helped by a foreigner and a despised foreigner at that. The implication drawn by Jesus is clear. Everyone is our neighbour, no matter what race, creed or colour. The need to look after a fellow human being is far more important than any cultural or religious differences. Hello, my name is Danielle Lee. I'm pastor at Stafford Baptist Church, also known as The Green. And I'm not embarrassed to say that when I heard the sad news, I was incredibly emotional and have felt very sad and melancholic ever since. And I've been wondering why, why it's affected me so much uh, and why it's affecting so many people, the news of this dear lady's passing. Uh, When most of us haven't met her, we're not friends with her, we don't know her, and yet hearing that she's passed has had such a profound effect on us. And I think it's because it's testament of how, uh, what a wonderful woman she was and how down to earth and humble um, and well known and well loved and well respected she was. Someone said to me, it's like losing your nan. And it is, it feels like we've all been able to be close to her in some way. We've all been able to identify with her in some way. And especially as believers, as Christians, uh, we know of the Queen's strong faith. We know that Jesus' teachings were the bedrock of her faith and we share that with her. And so there's also that connection that we were fellow believers, fellow pilgrims on this journey through life. Um, And as Liz Truss pointed out when she spoke about her, saying that she had presided with such grace and dignity for 70 years, but also that Queen Elizabeth was the rock on which modern Britain was built. She has been the one thing that has remained stable over the last 70 years. She hasn't let us down. She hasn't fallen. She hasn't um, committed any crimes or lied to us or deceived us. She has been a constant. She has been that rock. Um, She's been the stability through so much change. And that's testament to her great faith, to her unwavering faith in the rock that she stood on, her faith in God that has held her through so many changes. And that has been why it's uh, another reason why it's been so hard to lose her, because there's that stability that we've all known for the last 70 years or however long we've been alive for. um, And that's now gone. And there's this time of transition and change and uncertainty and just the thought of knowing that things that the stamps are going to all have to change. Our money, our currency, the things that we see every day is going to have to change. Our post boxes, there's so many things that have to change now because this icon, this amazing yeah, bedrock of our society has now passed and it is so sad. We're sad, of course, for the family, for her nearest and dearest, those who um, yeah, called her mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, friend, We're sad and we grieve with them and for them and their loss, but we're also sad for our society, losing such an amazing woman and servant of our country. 
She didn't choose the position that she was born into. She didn't ask to be queen. And yet she took hold of it and chose to serve us um, with loyalty and devotion. We know that she was devoted to her country, devoted to her people and devoted to her king. And we're so grateful for all that she was, for the legacy that she leaves behind. And I'll say uh, I've shed many tears um, at her passing and I'm sure I'll continue to do so. And I will say don't be embarrassed, ashamed at that because it is a momentous occasion. It is a sad loss to ourselves, to our country, to the world at this time. It is a sad loss. So we mourn together, but we don't mourn without hope, do we? We know that our Queen, our late Queen Elizabeth is now at home with the Lord at her eternal rest. And so we look forward to being reunited with her one day as she is now reunited with, with Philip and all those who have gone before. So I'm pleased to be able to say that our hope is not in vain. We believe in the resurrection from the dead. We believe that there is hope after this life. And though our tears may last for the night, joy will come in the morning. God bless you. Queen Elizabeth, was the Supreme Governor of the Church of England. This is the final part of our collection of quotes from the Queen on her Christian faith. To many of us, our beliefs are of fundamental importance. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and example. I know just how much I rely on my own faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. Like others of you who draw inspiration from your own faith, I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel.